What is up, everyone? Hello, and welcome once again to The Duke Show. I'm your host, R.J. Dupree. The show about sports and whatever. Whatever. Episode number 22 of The Duke Show. Welcome and thank you once again for listening to all 22 of The Duke Show's uh, I know last episode, episode number 21, things really seemed to pick up for the Duke Show. So thank you guys. A lot of listens out there, a lot of plays, and I appreciate every one of them. So when you see this show on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, make sure you like it. Click click that you like it. Give it a rating. Whatever you want to do. Share it by all means because uh, the Duke Show is growing, and I appreciate that very much. Danny, our imaginary producer, Brian Glass, he appreciates that. As well, thanks for being with us, Danny. Everyone, give him a nice warm welcome. Thank you, Danny. Thank you. And uh, the Doom Show episode number 22. The Emmett Smith episode 22. And Danny, did you know that I had to wear number 22 my senior year, my final year of collegiate baseball in Kentucky? I had to wear number 22. None of the single digits were available. I had to wear this big, giant, fat number of 22, like... One of them was under my armpit, the other one's underneath my other armpit, and I talked about that on the Duke Show back uh, several episodes ago when C.D. Lamb uh, was drafted. He didn't want to wear the number 88, and I totally understood it. I was like, dude, that's too much number on my body. I don't like numbers hanging out from underneath my armpits. Of course, he gave in. He gave in to Jerry, and he's number 88 for the Cowboys. He's rocking it. He's doing well, but we all remember that. But... Yours truly, Mr. Dupe, had to wear 22 out in Kentucky for his final year of baseball. Shout out to those guys, along with the Spalding Pelicans. Love you guys. And uh, rest in peace, Jaime. We all love you and miss you as well. So, moving on, episode number 22. What have we been doing lately? Uh, Danny, we've been doing a little bit, right? I mean, we've had a busy week. I mean, we won a poker tournament this week. That was pretty cool. We go out to the World Poker Tour. Uh, and uh, just play a little old piddly tournament, not even one of their big ones. Uh, but by golly, there were 85 entries, and we took her down. I was the last one standing. They gave me all their chips, so that was pretty cool. Made a few bucks and got a pretty little trophy. They took my picture, made a whole shenanigans out of it. They gave me the whole championship treat treatment for winning a WPT trophy. And uh, I was like, okay, this is cool, whatever, I better smile. So I smiled and we took a picture. But it was pretty fun. It was pretty cool. So I was glad I did that, obviously. And uh, of course, most of the time, I've, in the past, I've always been uh, I've always been on the side of I don't need a trophy to win poker tournaments. You know, the trophy is the money. But uh, it was fun to go through all the hoopla and get the championship experience. So, so uh, who knows? Maybe I'm maybe I'm giving in on my old schoolism on that a little bit. But uh, as for the trophy, I still don't need the trophy. I have no idea what the heck I'm going to do with this thing. It, it's just, it's sitting here. It's like in the way, paperweight. So, yeah, I'm, I'm still old school when it comes to the trophy itself. I don't need it. What else would we do, Danny? We went to an NHL game. Of course, I spoke about that on the Duke Show as well. And last week, uh, I did make it to the next-to-last home game for the Dallas Stars, where they took on the Vegas Golden Knights. The Stars won the game and eliminated the Golden Knights from playoff contention that particular night. So that was interesting, you know, from a psychological perspective, it's always interesting to see the athletes uh, in defeat. They know their season's over, 
Um, so you can tell there was some extra stick taps and some of that going on that night. And uh, on to the offseason for the Vegas Knights. Uh, but the Stars, by golly, they're in the playoffs. And uh, they are 1-1. One -to -one. Today is their first home game tonight in that series with the Calgary Flames. So we'll be looking forward to that tonight. Stars taking on the Flames uh, after evening up that series 1-1 one -to -one in Calgary. And how they've got it even, I have no idea. Because Calgary's been playing much better hockey. <laughs> but the Stars are hanging in there, finding a way to win that second game. And it is 1-1 one -to -one. back in Dallas. We'll see what happens. <coughs> Excuse me. Danny, how dare you not uh, hit the cough button, bro? <coughs> we need a cough button on this thing, right? Okay, hey, time out. Let's have a little drink, huh? There we go. Now we're ready. Now we're ready. Who needs a cough button anyway, right, Danny? <coughs> the NHL playoffs have been fun. I've been watching a lot of that, you know, after going to some of these NHL games. Kind of got me back into the hockey mode, hockey mood. And I've been watching some of the playoff games. Got to see some of the Lightning and the uh, Maple Leafs series. Maple Leafs are playing much better than the Tampa Bay Lightning. I know they're two times defending champs. Uh, <coughs> everybody, nobody wants to play them, but Tampa, but uh, Toronto, pardon me, Toronto has no fear. They are bringing it to the Lightning, and that first game was a straight whooping uh, where the Leafs wrecked the Lightning. <coughs> The uh, Tampa Bay did win the second game, but then they got whooped again in the third game. They kept it close, came back there at the end, but it was really a whooping. It's 2-1 Leafs, and the Leafs are playing fantastic. So if you if you want to pick kind of a sleeper out in the East, uh, go go with the Leafs. I don't even know if they're a sleeper, but I know uh, you know the Florida Panthers are the team to beat out there. Tampa, uh, Toronto is playing exceptional. And as for the West, I get to watch some of the West because it's the late the late late night games out on the west coast right so i get to watch some of that because i've been working a lot i work a lot right danny doesn't pay the bills for me and the doom show yeah well we're not ready either but we're getting closer we're getting up there i will get up at five o'clock in the morning if i have to if we get if these listeners keep keep growing so i appreciate that i love it thank you thank you thank you because we're growing we are growing we grow some more who knows what this thing's gonna do danny danny might get me out of bed make make myself do these all the time we'll see we'll see how it goes it'd be kind of fun for sure but the late night west coast games and hockey i've been watching some of that as far as the oilers and the and the kings and then the calgary flames taking on stars they've been on tv all the time and it's been fun it's been fun to watch hockey's got me pumped up the nba playoffs it's been fun uh it's got me a little bit pumped up of course the first round i told everybody that dallas was gonna beat utah because utah stinks right I didn't care if they were a plus 230 underdog going into that series. Go sell your car. Put it on the Mavericks. And they did it. Utah stunk. But now the Mavericks have learned that playing the Phoenix Suns is a little different. Because Phoenix is really, really good. And in that series, uh, the Suns lead 2-1. to one. Dallas whooped them last night at the AAC in Dallas. And how Vegas knows, we'll never know, right? I mean, that game was a pick em, and then Dallas went off as a one-point favorite, and Dallas has no business being a favorite in this series over Phoenix. And uh, how they know, we'll never know. But I do know one thing. I've learned this less than a couple of times back in my sports gambling days. Um, if the wrong team is favored, well, the better team's about to get beat. <laughs> and it's funny how that always happens when you see that little scenario, right? I mean, Dallas was favored. 
how you can put money on the Suns, or how you can put money on the Mavericks against the Suns after losing 12 straight, blah, 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 11, 12, whatever it was, Danny. Uh, <clears throat> you're crazy. Can't do it. Unless just you believe that Vegas is trying to tell you the Mavericks are about to beat the Suns, and they did. So that's pretty cool. Golden State. We'll talk, we're going to talk about that series in a second, though. Let's go out east. We got 2-1 Miami and the 76ers, right? The Heat lead that series 2-1. Embiid came back yesterday. I love watching me some Joel Embiid. I like, love how that dude competes. Love how that dude carries himself. You can tell he enjoys being a superstar competitor. So I like kind of rooting for Joel Embiid. We've mentioned him before on the show. But I also do not like rooting for James Harden. He's kind of the opposite. Blah, blah, blah. Don't really root for that guy. So, whatever. Miami 2, 76ers 1. We'll see how it goes. Boston and Milwaukee, they're tied 1-1. to I think they're playing right now. As we do this podcast, uh, they're in the first quarter. Celtics and Milwaukee 1-1. to And it's funny. I'm going to have to start a segment. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm going to have to start a segment about the dumb questions we see uh, on ESPN during the week. The worldwide leader loves to come up with just these ridiculous, dumb questions for talking points and make blah, blah, blabbery out of it. And who knows? Maybe I need to get better at that. Maybe I need to get better at making blah, blah, blabbery out of nothing. But we should start a segment over what's the dumbest question you saw on ESPN this week. Because they're really great at it, right? And their question this week on those one of those talking shows, whatever, during the day, daytime drama television on the Worldwide Leader, was Boston-Milwaukee get an instant ride to the finals. Just as if Miami and the 76ers don't exist. Will the winner of Boston and Milwaukee get an instant ride to the finals? I mean, I don't even want to answer that question. It's so stupid. I mean... Miami's one seed now. I mean, you know, whatever. One seed versus two seed. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. instant ride. Those guys don't don't mean anything when it comes to the playoffs. And they talked about that for like an hour on one of their dumb daytime shows. Driving me nuts. And then we go to the final Western Conference semifinal. Golden State Memphis, it's tied at one apiece. Ja Moran has been, holy moly, fantastic. That's been fun to watch. And then, of course, uh, we keep getting big guys ejected in that series. Where uh, Dylan Brooks got ejected in Game 2 for uh, clobbering Gary Gary Payton while he was in the air. Draymond Green got ejected from Game 1 for uh, clobbering someone when they were in the air. I think it was Brooks, wasn't it? I'm not sure who it was. But it was funny, Draymond Green's... Ejection gained a whole bunch of steam from media and the worldwide leader and blah, blah, blah about, oh, it really wasn't... How did Draymond get ejected for this? How did... Dude, the guy is suspended five, six feet in the air. You grab his jersey and throw him to the ground. Granted, you didn't just spike him or throw him, but you took him out of the air and put him on the ground, and it could have been dangerous. They call that an unprotected player in the air. You can't be grabbing their shirt, pulling them down, or hitting them in the face when you go up with them. You can't be doing any of that. It's obviously dangerous. And then Dylan Brooks in Game 2 shows us why it's dangerous to hit an unprotected player in the air. Gary Payton comes down, hyperextends his elbow, he's a little busted up. Blah, 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 blah. Both of them get ejected. 
But Draymond Green got all this treatment about, oh, poor Draymond. How could you get ejected? And I'm pretty old school, right? I don't like all this flagrant crap. All the flagrant fouls, all the reviews, all the BS. I'm not a big fan. But when you grab a dude that's suspended five feet in the air and you throw him on the ground, it's not hard to figure out that you're not supposed to do that. It's an ejection. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about your luck. And of course, like the NBA officials, they have a hard enough time stinking that for the entire game as it is. Uh, you know, at least they can get this one right. Though you can't tackle a dude when he's five feet in the air. Can't do it. Dangerous. And these poor refs, as we've said on the Duke show, the world has gone to crap ever since we gave the referee a microphone. And man, is that true. Holy cow. These guys get on their microphone. Well, he grabbed his shirt and he made contact with his face and this and that. And y'all, you guys are really on a need-to-know basis and you don't really need to know any of this crap. But I'm over here with this microphone just blabbering to tell you what exactly happened. And so this is why we suck as officials. And then we go and double down and we put a guy in the booth that's a retired official that he's going to tell you exactly why they're sucking and why they're telling you that they're sucking. What a world we live in. Isn't it fantastic? And though somehow, someway, the people in the world, I guess, want to hear that crap. Not me. I want to know if he scored or not. If your arms are in the air, he scored. I'm cool with that. I don't need to know why he scored. I see the goal line. I see the hoop. I know how people score. And it's funny. I have this conversation a lot. People will say, hey, Duke, you're no ball player. What do you think about robot ups? That'd be cool, huh? No, not really. I don't like it. I'm old school. And you guys would... You guys that have listened to all the Duke show probably know that my answer is no. I don't need robot arms. Several reasons. A, it takes away from the baseball, right? I mean, if a catcher sets up, he's got to do his framing. If a pitcher's pitching, he's got to do his pitching. He's got to hit his spots up, down, inside out, on the corners, hit the glove, right? And if you're not hitting the glove, it can kind of mess up the call, right? A couple inches out, sure, you get the call. But if you're set up outside and you hit it on the inside corner and it the catcher's got to reach across there and frame that bad boy. You might not get the call, right? Right. It takes away from baseball. Baseball, right? Playing the game, right? Working the mechanics of the game. Well, you don't get to do that necessarily with the robot ump. Secondly, I asked someone that asked me about robot umps. They're in favor of robot umps. And they said, they said they're ready to rock the robot umps. And I said, okay, let me tell you what. Let me ask you this. Do you watch college football? Do you watch the NFL? Of course, yes. He watches football. I said, well, do you think, as a believer, that the technology gets things right in baseball, do you believe that technology has gotten all the calls right in football? He says, no. Okay! That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. The technology obviously does not get the calls perfect in football. Why the hell do you think technology is going to get the calls perfect in baseball? And I even, to my point, the other night I'm watching a baseball game. And I see a pitch, outside corner, catches a little bit of that stupid little fancy square we put on 
television during the baseball games. It just catches the corner just perfectly by a seam, right? And then it goes to this other digital BS strike zone crap. And guess what? It's nowhere near the box. So the pitch is a strike on one of their pretty little boxes, and then it's a ball on another one of their pretty little boxes. And guess what? It was the same pitch, different technology. Huh. I'll be darned. How can a robot ump be that drunk? Crazy talk, right? Technology has proven that it doesn't get all the calls correct. So please, please, for the like of anything, everyone out there, please stop saying the technology gets the calls right. It has proven time and time again that it does not. And it is obviously proven that it depends on which, which technology you're using because they've got different answers. Interesting. I'll be darned. Why don't we just put a umpire back there? That'd be crazy. Huh. Like we have for 200 years. Be a heck of a deal. Just put a guy back there trusting his decision and roll with it. Voila. Baseball. It's a beautiful thing. But anywho, that's how I feel about that. Thank you. Thank you, Danny, for getting me off on that soapbox. By the way, everyone loved episode 21. Did I mention that everyone loved it except my parents? They didn't like an episode about me getting dumped. The lovely Miss Dupe. Apparently, she's on the bad side of my parents after she dumped me a while back. But everything's all good. She's on her way. I'm on my way. And it's all good. But that's really all I got to say for today. Share the show. Like the show. Thank you guys so very much. Let's grow the show. The Dupe Show wants to grow. I've decided. I've been piddling around with this thing. Having a good time. We haven't marketed it. I just get on here. Practice my blabbery. Share it with you guys. And uh, thanks so much for joining us. Let's grow the show. Let's get this bad boy rocking. See what we can do. It's fun to talk about the NBA playoffs. It's fun to get on soapbox. Soapboxes about robot umps and uh, crappy officiating. I mean, ugh, yuh, yuh, yuh. Just chaps my hide. Just this, the clowns in suits have made rules so stupid that it's darn near impossible to officiate. That's, that's the main problem when it comes to officiating professional sports. You know, they think they can just call every slow motion wiggle and this and that and slow motion this, slow motion that. The slow motion police run everything. And by golly, if your arm was at a 90 degree angle, well, it had to be a foul. Had to be, whether you touch something or not. You know, back in the old school, you had to see a foul to call a foul. Now, if they just stick their arm at a particular angle, you blow your whistle and call a foul because there had to be one. No, there wasn't. No, he's two feet from the guy. Oh, that's weird. Sorry about your luck. Foul this way. Here we go. It's such a soapbox, I got off on that stupid thing twice. Anyway, thank you, Danny. Thanks for listening to my soapbox about umpires and officiating. Thanks for listening to my NHL talk. That was kind of fun. Nobody listens to NHL talk, though. Uh, so that's, you know, it's hard to talk about NHL because I don't know how many people's fired up about it. But I've been fired up about it lately, so thanks for letting me share that with you guys. Who knows, maybe maybe that hot lady, uh, uh, Hockey and Heels, maybe she'll listen to it, right? Yeah, she was my old Twitter buddy. I like her. She's gorgeous. She'll check it out. 
She'll listen to my NHL blabbery. And uh, anyway, it's going to be fun. We're finally to the fun part of basketball season. You know, the first round of the NBA playoffs. So bleh, they always stink. But now that we're uh, to the conference semifinals, you know, we got a big eight left. It's fun. It's fun to watch. We got fantastic basketball from here on out. And the NHL playoffs, go watch them. Fantastic. They're hitting each other. They're fighting. This first round's been woohoo exciting. So it's good stuff. That's about it, man. We're going to keep watching the playoffs. Hopefully, we'll get to talk more about the playoffs. And uh, <clears throat> hopefully, we will, we will not get dumped this week. And we would like to maybe win some more poker tournaments. So that'd be cool as well. You know, I mean, I'm all about winning poker tournaments. What do you think, Danny? Right? Happy stacking, bro. Happy stacking. Let's do it. Get me out of here, Danny. You got your music? Jeez Louise, I'm waiting on you. Hey, there we go. Thanks for joining me. This has been episode number 22 of The Dude Show. We'll catch you on the flip side. We out.